0: Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for the NCC podcast. God is doing so many great things in our community, and I trust that he's doing great things in your life as well. And I trust that God is going to speak to you through this message. Man, I had the awesome privilege and opportunity of being with our students this weekend for for their Discipleship Now weekend. Um, I was hearing reports, best messages that they've ever heard in their life, favorite speaker ever, I don't know, uh, just heard those reports uh, from nobody, actually. um, (laughs) No, hey, uh, I do want to let you know, when you came in, you saw this on your seat. This is a very important piece of paper, because this is your opportunity To win a $100 gift card. Come on, somebody say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, it's a, it's a, there's a blessing here today. All right, hey, and if you're like, I have no idea, why are we Super Sunday? Why are people dressed up? Oh, what is going on? Okay, the Super Bowl is today, okay? That is the championship game of a thing called the NFL, the National Football League. Okay, it's professional football, playing the Super Bowl today. And those two teams are the Kansas City Chiefs, that's what the KC stands for, and then that eagle is the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, and what you have the chance to do today is you have the chance to predict the score and if you predict the score of today's game you have an opportunity to win a gift card now here's the thing if you get the score correct and you are the only one that gets it bada boom bada bing you win a hundred dollar gift card okay If multiple people guess the exact score, which it did not happen last year, by the way, nobody got the exact score. So, but this year, if multiple people get the exact same score, then these cards will go into a bucket and we will draw the winner, okay? We will draw the winner. And you might be asking, okay, well, what happens if we don't get the exact score right? Oh, and by the way, let me add this, if multiple people guess the score exactly right, The winner will get the $100 gift card, but you will get something. I am not going to leave you empty-handed if you pick the score exact because I know you have a strong prayer life and you heard from God. Okay, and so I'm going to reward you for that. Uh, So everybody's going to get something if you pick the score exactly right. Now, if you're off by one or two numbers, okay, Uh, numbers, yeah, it is numbers. Yes, if you're off by one or two numbers. What happens is, is uh, the person who is the closest to the winning team score gets preferential treatment, okay? So last year, we had two people that only missed by one, okay? But one person got the winner score right and was off by one on the loser score. The other person got the loser score right but was off by one on the winner score. So the one who got the winner score was the, was the winner, okay? Um, once again, if there are multiple people that are exact like that, it goes in a bucket. We will draw, and we will let you know. The, the way that we will let you know is there is a space here for your name and email. All I'm going to tell you is write legibly, because if we cannot read your name or email, then the $100 gift card goes to the senior pastor. Okay, so I mean, I'm just saying, if you want that, then make sure you get it. Hey, just having a little fun on this super bowl sunday i I love this sunday i mean i really really love this sunday because it's like the two loves of my life's colliding together okay it's jesus and football uh and uh and i love it because like i get to convince destiny that hey it's super bowl sunday you got to let me wear joggers today because i'm gonna do a little athletic activity on the stage and she's not even here to see it and the reason she's not here to see it is because our three-year-old decided to He was gonna bless us, uh, bless us, bless us uh, at 12.45 uh, this morning. And uh, I didn't know that he had blessed us, so I leaned over and I put my hand down right in it. Uh, And so, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So so pray for us, okay? Pray for us, pray for the D's household. Uh, We could certainly, certainly use your prayers right about now. Uh, Hey, here at North Point, we have said that 2023 is our year of... Legacy, that's right. I'm going to give everybody a chance to join in now. 2023 at North Point is our year of Legacy. legacy. And our motto or our theme for this year is live the legacy that you want to leave. Live the legacy that you want to leave. We hear a lot about people leaving a legacy. But you can never leave something greater than you lived. And we think, ah, but legacy. I mean, that sounds like a big word. Sounds like, I mean, isn't that for like important people, presidents, world leaders, famous people? No, 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 no. Everyone will leave a legacy. Why? Because your legacy is simply the story that people will tell about the person that you were and the difference that you made in the world and in their life. And everybody will have a story about you. There is a story that they will tell about the person that you were. There is a story that they will tell Uh, about the difference that you made in their life and the difference that you made in the world. So everybody will leave a legacy. Uh, Let me say it to you this way today. The way you live determines the wake you leave. The way you live determines the wake you leave. We understand in boats, every boat is going to produce a wake. Now, uh, you know, a little pontoon boat is going to be a smaller wake. You get a hundred foot yacht out there in the water is going to be a little bit bigger of a wake. You get a cruise ship, okay, now you've got a lot bigger of a wake. Every, Every boat leaves a wake the same way every life will, but not every wake is the same. Because the bigger the boat, the bigger the wake. So it tells us, hey, the bigger our life, the more that we were willing to develop and grow, the more that we were willing to become like God, the more we were willing to step into the life that God really created us for and to live that big, abundant, full life, the bigger wake we will leave. But the wake that we leave will come from the way that we have lived. So maybe you say, I, I want to leave a wake of, of, of love and of grace and joy and peace. I want to leave a wake of, of holistic health, mental and emotional health. I want to leave a wake of physical health and relational health. If you want to leave that wake, okay, that wake is going to come from how you live. Maybe you say, I want to leave a wake of blessing. I want to leave a wake of blessing in my life okay Well, that comes from the way that you live which then causes us to ask this question okay if there if there is a way that we live that that brings this blessing that brings us peace like is there a way that God instructs us to live and and the answer to that is yes there is a way that God desires for us to live And, and as we open his word and we begin to read about the way that God desires for us to live we find out that that the way that God wants us to live, it actually has a name in the Bible, and that that name is is righteous. Everybody say righteous. righteous. And righteousness is simply living rightly. It's living right according to the standards and the ways of God. And that is the way that God wants each and every one of us to live, to live righteous. But now let's take a side note for a moment because there's a problem. And I think you probably already know the problem. And the problem is that in our humanity, we would never be able to fully live to the standards uh, that God has for us good enough to be accepted by him. And so therefore, if we could never meet the standards of God, we will always be distanced from God because we would never be able to get close to God because of the way that we live. And so uh, uh, that's a a very big problem, but here's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is that God gave a very big answer for our very big problem. (laughs) God gave a solution for that problem when 2,000 years ago, he sent Jesus from heaven to earth to be born of a virgin, to live without sin, and then to go to the cross as a sacrifice for our sin. And so we understand if if you have been a Christian and been in church and kind of walked with God for a little bit, many times that's kind of where we stop. We understand that Jesus forgives us of our sin, but something else very powerful happened at the cross. Not only did Jesus take your sin and your punishment, that's why we say Jesus did not just die for you, Jesus died as you. He literally took your sin upon himself so that you could be forgiven of sin, but something else powerful happened. Not only did Jesus take your sin, but Jesus imputed or or inputted or gave you his righteousness. So now whenever God the Father looks at you, He doesn't see the old you dominated by sin and selfishness. Instead, now when he looks at you, he sees the perfection of his son, the righteousness of Christ. And it is this beautiful thing that that Jesus did for us when he went to the cross. So I say all that to say because as we get into this message, I don't want anybody to get it twisted today we're not talking about trying to earn God's grace. We're not talking about trying to earn God's forgiveness. We're not, trying to, we're not talking about living in such a way that we can prove we really do belong in heaven. Because I have news for you, our work doesn't work. <laughs> when it comes to forgiveness, when it comes to eternity, our work doesn't work. You could never work enough, pray enough, do good enough. It doesn't work. But Jesus' work, the work that he did on the cross is, is good enough. It makes it possible for us to be in relationship with God. So it is through Christ that we find not just forgiveness of our sins, but it is through Christ that we find eternal life. So I want you to understand today, as we go through this, I'm not talking about eternal life. Really what we're going to be talking about today is abundant life. Because eternal life is is. It is uh, by grace and through faith. It is when you put your faith, hope, and trust in Jesus Christ as the sacrifice for your sins, as the Son, the one and only Son of God. He went to the cross for you, came up out of the grave as a resurrected, risen Savior, and Lord conquered everything. When you do that, okay, now all of a sudden, your eternity with God is set. And sometimes this is where we stop. We go, okay, well, I mean, I've prayed that prayer and I'm, I'm going to go to heaven. But how many understand? God's got more for you than that. God's got more for you than that. But whenever you realize, I have a problem. My problem is that my sin separates me from God. Oh, look, God provided a solution for that problem when he gave Jesus. And whenever you invite Jesus into your life, to be your savior you also invite him to be your lord <laughs> which means now not only am i going to go to heaven with him one day but now it means i'm going to follow him today so to follow jesus today it means that i'm going to commit to living like jesus so we have to say okay well then what does that really look like what what did jesus tell us about this kingdom way of life, about this abundant living. And this is what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. This is in the Amplified Translation of the Bible. Jesus talking to his disciples, he says, but first and most importantly, so it's first and it's most important. He says, seek, aim at, strive after God's kingdom, his kingdom, and his righteousness. What is that? His way of doing and being right the attitude and character of God. He says, and then all these other things will be given to you also. Jesus says, first and most important, how many of you understand when Jesus says first and most important, we ought to go like, hello, okay. First and most important, he says, you need to seek God, you need to seek his kingdom and you need to seek His righteousness, his way of doing, and his way of being. And what we discover is that God has a way of being for his people. And God has a way of doing for his people. And whenever we get in alignment with that kingdom way, and whenever we begin to live righteously, it opens the door to what Jesus said as all these other things. He's going to bring all these other things whenever we get in alignment with his way. Now, the Bible is, is full of, of stories, and it's it's full of, of sayings that, that show us God's way. And, and one of the books of the Bible is called Proverbs. And, and Proverbs is, it is a collection of godly counsel. It, it is a collection of truths for godly living so much so that this is how the book of proverbs actually starts and it says these are the proverbs of solomon david's son king of israel their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline so he's saying listen everything that's about to come in the book of proverbs there's a purpose to it and the purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline it's to help them understand the insights of the wise Their purpose, once again, the purpose of the book is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them or assist them in doing what is right, just, and fair. So what we get to see right off the bat is that when we operate God's way, then we are going to walk in the way of wisdom. When we operate God's way, we are going to walk in the way of discipline. And as we walk in wisdom and we walk in discipline, it's going to lead us to success. Success is simply an accomplishment of an aim. What is our ultimate aim as Christ's followers? He's already said, righteous living. That, that is the number one aim, that we would live and function like Christ, that we would live like God has called. That is our number one goal. That is our aim. So if we are going to have success in that aim, then we are going to have to live with wisdom and discipline because that is our success. So we kind of go through Proverbs, right? There's so many good Proverbs. Could have picked a lot of them, but but I want to uh, bring our attention to Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. And this is what a scripture says. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Somebody say, I know that's right. He says, trouble chases sinners while blessings reward the righteous. He says, trouble chases sinners, people who are walking in their own way, people who are not walking according to God's way. He says, you don't have to go find trouble. Trouble will chase you down. You don't even have to go looking for it because trouble will come and find you when you walk outside of God's way. He says, but however, when you walk in God's way and whenever you walk in righteousness and there's righteous living, he says, blessing will be your reward. Don't you remember what Jesus said? He said, seek first his kingdom, seek his righteousness. And he says, and all these other things will be added unto you. He's saying there is going to be a blessing that will come on your life. When you seek God's kingdom and God's way, when you live and and your way of being and your way of doing is in alignment with his kingdom way, then all the other things that God wants to give you, he is going to give you. There's a reward. Which then brings a filter. And I know what a lot of you are thinking here. You're thinking, man, we're like 10 minutes into this message and like he hasn't said anything about football yet. Did he forget, right? It's like Super Bowl Sunday. No, no, we're getting there, okay? Because... whenever I hear stories, whenever I read the Bible, I have, this, I have this filter, I have this filter of athletics, I have this filter of, of sports that I, that, I, that I see everything through. And the reason why is because it's been the majority of my life. And I see everything through that filter. And so as I'm, as I'm reading what Jesus said and I'm reading what Solomon wrote, this is the way that it, that it comes to me. And this is my thought that the way we play in life shapes what we get out of life. That the way we show up and play in life, it shapes what we are going to get out of life. Now, tonight, there's going to be two teams playing for one trophy. They're playing for the Lombardi Trophy, the Super Bowl Trophy. and, And listen, their aim and purpose is very clear. They want to win the game. So success tonight is defined and determined by whoever has the most points. And I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say this that that the team that wins will probably have played with greater wisdom and more discipline than their opponent. They will have made smarter decisions and they will have executed with a higher level of discipline. Why? Because when you get to this game, both teams are 16-3. and three. Both teams have scored the exact same amount of points this year as the other team. When you get to this place, they are too evenly matched. Now, it doesn't, that's not always the case because you can take a really talented team and a not-so-talented team, and the really talented team, they can make more mistakes, and they can play with less discipline, and they can still win but not in the Super Bowl because the teams are evenly matched at their skill level. They are evenly matched at their expertise, which lets us know the thing that will make the difference is how smart and how wise the team plays and how well they execute. That's why I just, I just, I just love sports. I just love sports because I think sports just gives us such a, uh, such a beautiful picture of life. just translates to life because because here's what's going to happen. I, I promise you today, out there on that field, there is going to be a player that makes a dumb mistake. It might be the quarterback. It might be the outside linebacker, but there will be a player that makes a dumb mistake. And when they make a dumb mistake, you know what happens? They make it more difficult on their team. Tonight, there is going to be a player that's not going to pay attention to what they're supposed to be paying attention to. They're not going to do what they were coached to do. And the running back is going to go in motion out of the backfield, get an empty set into the short side of the field. They're not going to make the adjustment that they need to make. And the other team is going to score a quick touchdown. And now what just happened? Because they weren't paying attention to what they were supposed to pay attention to. Now they just gave the other team seven extra points, which does what makes it harder for them to win the game. There's going to be a player on the field tonight that they are going to do what they are coached to do, But they're not going to do it with the speed, focus, and intensity of which it needs to be done. And when they don't do it, they will get beat. And when they get beat, guess what? It makes it more difficult for their team. This is why I love sports and and it translates so beautifully into life because here's my question to you. What happens when you make dumb decisions? What happens when you don't pay attention to what you know you're supposed to be paying attention to. What happens when you don't bring the level of focus and sense of urgency and intensity into your day that you need to bring into your day? What happens? Life gets more difficult. And we have to ask ourselves, why is it like that? When my focus isn't right, when my urgency isn't right, when my intensity isn't right, when I'm not paying attention to what I need to pay attention to, when I make stupid decisions, why why is it that way? Because there is a way in which God created us to live. And when we violate that way, life gets more difficult. That's why Solomon said, trouble chases you down. And when trouble chases you down and it knocks you down, it tackles you down onto the ground. See, I had to do something so I could wear my joggers. And it tackles you on the ground. Guess what just happened? Your life got more difficult. Life got more difficult because trouble just tackled you. It chased you down. Now life, now I got to get back up. It's not that you can't. It's just, ah, it just got more difficult. It just got harder. Well, this is what happens whenever we don't, whenever we don't live God's way. God created a way for us to live. When that way is violated, life just gets more difficult. It just gets harder. But... But when you do live God's way then what happens is is life gets more blessed Instead of life getting more difficult, now your life gets more blessed. Now, before you just, like, take a time out and be like, hold up, wait a minute. I mean, I've been tithing and serving and giving, and my 3-year-old was throwing up at 12.45 this morning, put my hand right in it, didn't know it was there. I mean, just this real life people. I mean, wait a minute. How are you going to say this is blessed? No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Sometimes when people hear blessed, what they hear is bliss. And blessed doesn't mean bliss. Blessed doesn't mean that there is perfection. Blessed doesn't mean that you are without challenge or adversity. No, that's not what blessed means. Blessed means two very, very important things, and the first isn't an always. And you can take this to the bank every time. You, you, you. When, whenever, whenever the scripture says that you are going to be blessed, this is what it's referring to. It's referring to an internal state of well-being and a prosperity that comes from the favor of the Lord on the inside of you. It is that your soul would be satisfied. That is how you can be blessed, even in. the... The midst of chaos, you can be blessed even in the midst of trouble. That's why David says, Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to be afraid because my soul is okay. Because God, I know that you are with me, my soul is satisfied, and because my soul is satisfied, my, my insides I'm flourishing and thriving on the inside, regardless of what's happening on the outside. So I'm blessed. I'm blessed. So here's what we know. So so whenever you live God's way, there is a supernatural satisfaction and fulfillment that fills you up on the inside, and nothing can nothing, nothing can, can, can change that. It's blessed. But then there's also another blessing, and now that that the internal isn't always, the other one is a sometimes. Sometimes you can get an external blessing. Sometimes material things you can receive. Why? Just from the Lord's favor. So the Lord's favor on the inside, it's an always. But the Lord's favor on the outside, it's a sometimes. It's a sometimes. That's, that, that, that's how you can you can show up certain places, right? You can walk in to get a coffee, and somebody just says, "Whoa, I just love that outfit you got on. Coffee's on me today. And you just walk out and go, whoo, a favor ain't fair, you know? <laughs> right? I mean, you can you can go into the DMV, and think, my God, I'm going to be here till 3 o'clock. It's 9.30, you know. And all of a sudden, you just walk up there, and you smile, and you're so nice. And then they start saying, oh, well, I tell you what, let me just call on so-and-so over here. And then everybody's sitting there all grumpy, right? And you just walk right past them. <laughs> just let them know, hey, sometimes it happens. Now, sometimes your butt's going to be sitting there until 3.30. But, but sometimes you get to walk right past them. I missed an international flight one time a few years ago, and so uh, I missed an international flight, and I, I went to the, you know, the little help desk, and there's was, oh, so nice, I was just being so polite, and they were like, wow, you have such a great attitude for having missed the flight, and inconvenience, guy." I said, ah, oh, you know what happens, I'm just, y'all you know, just chatting it up, and, and doing the thing, and just being nice, and kind, and just, you know, just doing it, I'm not, I don't know what's gonna happen, I'm just going to Treating the guy like a human, you know, and he's like, man, most of the time people come up here and they're just angry and they're upset and everything. I was like, why be angry and upset? You know, I'm just talking to him. He's like, oh, man, I really like your attitude. So we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. He says, ah, unfortunately, the only, the only, uh, the only seat I have on the, the next flight out, uh, and this, this, is going, this is going to Europe. He says, the uh, only, only seat I have on the next flight out, unfortunately, is in first class. And so I just sit there and look at him. And he says, I don't mean unfortunately for you. I mean unfortunately for the airline because they're paying for you to go first class. I say, hey. <laughs> it ain't fair. Sometimes there's external blessings. Sometimes you get the promotion that you don't have their credentials for. Sometimes people hire you and you have no experience within within that enterprise. And they say, well, you know what? I just just got a good feeling about you. We're just going to go ahead and hire you. And you just walk right in, not even knowing anything about the oil field, not even knowing anything about insurance. And you just walk right into it. Why? Because God's favor is on your life. It's called being blessed. And that's what the scripture says when you live righteously. Blessing is your reward. Blessing is your reward. I I love Jesus. In in, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus gives us a great great game plan for his blessing. A great game plan for being blessed by God. Uh, We call this the Sermon on the Mount. And, and the Sermon on the Mount, it's really like Jesus' kind of kingdom manifesto. It, it's his principles for life. We, we could say that it's like God's Proverbs. It's God's collection of counsel for, for godly living. But it's interesting because it goes Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7. It's very interesting that Jesus starts all of this with this is what God blesses called the Beatitudes we're going to read them in just a minute but Jesus starts with this is what God blesses so I mean he's going to get on there and he's going to start saying a lot of things about this is how you pray it's where we get the Lord's Prayer he's going to say uh, hey you know if somebody touching on the cheek turn the other cheek he's going to say hey go the extra mile he's going to give us all of these things within there but he starts with this he starts with hey I want you to know that God wants to bless you and I want you to know how to get blessed he could have started with anything. But he said, I'm going to give you the tips to being blessed because it's who God is. Don't forget what the scripture says in Romans chapter 11, verse 6. It says, if you are going to come to God, you have to believe that he exists and you have to believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. So when you are seeking the kingdom and you are seeking His righteousness and you are going out, then He says He is a rewarder. When you choose to live life God's way, you don't have to be perfect. When you choose to live life God's way and you are pursuing that with all of your heart, there is a reward, a blessing that comes upon your life. So this is where Jesus starts. He says, "This, this, this is what God is he's speaking is blessing." Matthew chapter five, starting in verse three. Jesus teaching his, his followers. He says, God blesses those who are poor. He's really talking about poor in spirit. God blesses those who are poor in spirit and they realize their need for him. They realize that they're not enough. They realize that they need his grace. They need his mercy. They need his forgiveness. He says, God blesses people that just acknowledge that for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice. Some translations say righteousness. So those who hunger and thirst for God's way of living, they are going to be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace. Not just want peace, but those who work for peace. For they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. (laughs) Be very glad for a great reward. Say reward. For a great reward because God is a great rewarder. So a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Now, we could take each one of those verses and listen, the wisdom of the verse, it stands alone by itself. However, there is a theme that makes its way through. There is a similar theme that works its way through almost every single one of these verses. And the theme is this, look beyond where you are. Look beyond what you are experiencing now because something better is in your future. Look beyond where you are now. Look beyond what you are experiencing in this moment because there is something better in your future. Because let's think about it for a moment. (laughs) If you are mourning, that means you lost something. (laughs) If you are mourning, that means you hurt. If you are mourning, that means you're in pain. And he said, God blesses those who mourn because they will be comforted. And let's talk about giving mercy. Now, he says, blessed are those who who give mercy, who are merciful. Now, what do you need to give mercy? You only need to give mercy when somebody has stepped on your toes. You only need to give mercy when somebody has violated you. You only need to give mercy when somebody has sinned again. You don't need to give mercy when everything's hunky-dory. No, you got to give mercy when when you have been wronged. So when he says, whenever you give mercy from that place of pain, you got to see beyond that, and you got to see the blessing that you are also going to receive mercy. And when he says you're working for peace, well, why are we working for peace if we got peace? (laughs) We only got to work for peace when there's trouble. We only got to work for peace when there's misunderstanding. We only got to work for peace when there's miscommunication. We only got to work for peace when there ain't none. (laughs) And that's hard work. But here's what Jesus says, hey, if you will work for peace, then there is a blessing that is attached to that. But if you don't see beyond your current situation, you will get stuck in that situation and then therefore you'll never see my blessing. Let me say it to you this way. The collective insight Jesus is giving us is to see beyond. If you don't see beyond, then you won't see the blessing. If you don't see beyond, you won't see the blessing. If you don't see beyond the person that stabbed you in the back, you won't see the blessing of mercy in your future. If you don't see beyond the pain that you're mourning about now, you're not going to see the blessing of his comfort in the future. If you don't see beyond you being persecuted and ostracized, if you don't see beyond it, you will get stuck in that moment and therefore you will never step into the blessing that he has for you in your future. So let's get back to football. Today's game. Today's game. It's the it's the culmination of, of of a season, and it's really the culmination of a really long season. A long season that that started long before the first kicked off. Like I said earlier, both teams are sixteen and three, meaning they've played nineteen regular season games. They've been practicing for way more than 19 weeks with preseason training. This this has been a very, very long season. And it's not just the season. There is this thing that comes before the season and it's referred to as the off season and that's just a lie. If you're an athlete, that's just mean and is hateful because there is no such thing as an off season. The off season many times is actually your toughest season. It's your time of training, lifting, running, speed work, quickness drills, torturing yourself to improve your skills for the next season. And then after you finish that off-season of torturing yourself for months, then practice starts with a thing called training camp. And in training camp, you have to go out and practice multiple times a day. (laughs) And you're practicing multiple times a day in the heat of August. And you are blocking and you're tackling and you're hitting and you're throwing and you're catching and you're repping the same things over and over and over and over again. And on any given day, listen, if you have tuned out this whole time, come back now, elbow your neighbor, say, listen to this, this is the whole thing right here. And on any given day, the temptation is to not see past that day. On any given day, the temptation is to not see past that day. It's hot, This is hard. My body is hurting. So I'm going to cut a few corners in practice. It's hot. I'm tired. My body is hurting. So I'm not going to get every rep of my workout. It's hot. I'm tired. My body is hurting. So I'm not going to finish every sprint after practice. It's hot. This is hard. My body is hurting. So I'm going to dip out early in the film session. And this is the problem. That approach doesn't get you to the Super Bowl. You don't get to cut the corners, cheat the film study, not finish your sprints, and show up in the championship game of the NFL. It doesn't work that way because getting to the Super Bowl, it requires you to see beyond the heat and see beyond the hurt. Getting to the Super Bowl requires you to see the potential blessing in your future and not just the pain of your today. And this is where people get stuck. They get stuck in their pain of today. They get stuck when it's hot and they're back out there And they're running the same thing. They they get get stuck when it's like, I gotta get back in my stance all over again. And I gotta bang my head and get another concussion. I got, you know, I just like, it's just in the process, right? And they can't see beyond that day. And because they can't see beyond the day, listen to me, they rob themselves of the potential blessing of playing for a championship. But it's the people that are that are, are are going through their exercises. And it's not about this day, it's about what's in my future. And they're going through all the stuff and they're doing all the lifts and they're practicing everything and they are looking past the pain of that moment and the pain of that day for the glory and the potential blessing of one day stepping into a championship arena and having the moment of a lifetime and forever going down as a Super Bowl champion. It's a potential blessing. It's a potential blessing because there are no guarantees. You cannot cut any corners in sports. You can finish every sprint. You can do every lift. You can watch all the film, and you can watch extra film, and it's just a potential blessing because there is no guarantee that you're going to show up in the Super Bowl. I mean, you might run out of quarterbacks like the 49ers did. I mean, (laughs) There's no guarantee. Things happen. People get hurt. Game conditions can go against you. All kinds of stuff happen. There's no guarantee. It's a potential blessing. But, but hear me. It's a potential blessing for the athletes. But it's a promised blessing for the kingdom. When I just read to you in Mark chapter 5, when Jesus goes through the Beatitudes, he didn't say, God potentially blesses the humble. We'll have to see God potentially blesses the pure in heart. Give it a chance. Roll the dice. God potentially blesses the merciful. I mean, just do it and then just hope for the best, man. No, Jesus wanted to be very clear, and he says, this is who God blesses. It is a promise from heaven. When you do this, this is what you will get in return and if you go through life and you are able to see beyond your current situation your current pain if you see beyond it into the blessing that he has then you can move into the blessing in your future and the way you get to that promised blessing is is by seeing beyond your current burden and And Jesus, listen, Jesus is not just, and and we can have the the, the worship team come out and start playing behind us. Um, Jesus is not just our teacher in this. Jesus is also our example in this. Because earlier, what, what we said is that, that Jesus sat down, right? He, he it's, it's called the Sermon on the Mount, because the scripture says Jesus went up to the mountain. Jesus sat down, and he began to teach his followers, and so he was teaching his disciples there, and he was teaching them the ways of God, and he, he said, hey, I don't want y'all to miss this. I want you to know, one, that God wants to bless you, and this is who God blesses. I want to be very clear. Let's get that out of the way, right up here, right up front. This is the kingdom way of living, and when you live this way, there is a reward, because that's who God is he is a rewarder and you will be blessed you will be blessed on the inside and you might even get blessed on the outside you never know God has great surprises for you and that's what he's throwing out there and he's teaching us this kingdom way but Jesus doesn't just teach it he lives it because this is what scripture says in Hebrews chapter 12 and and, uh, we've said hey we're spending a whole lot of time this year in Hebrews chapter 11 in the hall of fame of faith as we Look at those people, but but Hebrews 11 just bleeds right into Hebrews 12. This is what the writer of Hebrews says. He says, let us keep looking to Jesus. Come on, somebody say amen. He says, let us keep looking to Jesus. He is the one who started this journey of faith and he is the one who completes this journey of faith. Listen to me right now. I don't know where you are in the journey. You know, for some people in the room, your journey of faith, it maybe it's always like up and to the right. Well, I guess it'll be this way for you guys. It's like up and to the right, right? Just, man, just. But you know what? Some of your journeys of faith, it looks like my three year old coloring a uh, 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 picture. I mean, it's like, it looks like a roller coaster. Like the shockwave. I mean, that's not like, whoa, upside down, backward flips. Hey, whoa, whoa. I didn't know, I wasn't expecting that. Listen, listen to me. Jesus started your journey. Jesus will finish your journey. Jesus was the author. He was standing at, 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 at the line. He, he fired the gun for you to start in this journey. And guess what? Jesus is going to be standing at the finish line of your journey. He started it and he's going to finish it. And so he said, hey, let us, let's keep looking to Jesus. And this is what it says about Jesus. He paid no attention to the shame of the cross. He suffered there because of the joy he was looking forward to. (laughs) He saw beyond the shame of the cross. And he looked into the joy that was in his future. And then he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He made it through these attacks by sinners. So think about him. Then you won't get tired, and you won't lose hope. Jesus is not just our teacher. Jesus is our example. He said, I went to the cross. And I took the burden of the nails, and I took the burden of your sin, and I took that burden of shame, but I paid no attention to the pain of that moment because I was looking beyond it into the blessing that God had. And then I sat down at the right hand of God, and do you know what Jesus is doing to you for you today at the right hand of God? He is interceding for you. He is praying for you he is championing you in front of the father and Jesus shows us this is the kingdom way you see beyond the burden you see beyond your current circumstance Because the scripture says Jesus could have called down 10,000 angels and got himself off the cross. But he said, no, I see something different. I'm seeing beyond the current situation. And there is a blessing that is coming in my future. And three days later, he came up out of that grave and he sat down at the right hand of God, victorious and conquering. But in order to get there, he had to go through that. And the problem is sometimes we get stuck in the that, so we never get to the there. We get stuck. That's why I said, on any given day, your greatest temptation is to get stuck in that day. In any season, your greatest temptation is to get stuck in that season. That you don't see beyond it, then you don't see beyond it, because if you don't see beyond it, you'll never step in to the blessing that God has for you in your future. Jesus was teaching you on the mountainside, but then he was showing you on the cross. You can see beyond it, you can see beyond it, so that you can step into the blessing God has in your future. I want you to stand with me today. Go ahead and throw the lead acrostic like up there and I know there's a lot of you just like to take a picture and just kind of we do this every Sunday because if, if we're going to live... A legacy and leave a legacy. We've got to lead ourselves well. And that just stands for learning, evaluating, applying. And the D is always the same. Do it again. What did we learn today? We learned that there is a reward for righteous living. It's called blessed. Everybody say blessed. Blessed. That's your reward for living God's way. It is always guaranteed that your soul will be satisfied, that internally, You can thrive and flourish in every city. That's guaranteed. But then there's some external blessings that will come in your life as well. Why? Because there's a reward for righteous living. When you live life God's way, there's a reward. What's the evaluation? The evaluation is this. Are my actions in alignment with God's way? I didn't ask, is your theology in alignment with God's way? I didn't ask, are your beliefs in alignment with God's way? I said, are are your behaviors, are your actions in alignment with God's way? Because sometimes we can let ourselves off the hook by saying, well, I mean, I believe everything he said. (laughs) But are you living according to God's way? Because it brings a blessing. The application is this, practice seeing beyond my current pain to the promised blessing. And I say practice because you know what? Whenever you've been trapped in a situation so long, it's hard. When you've been just mourning and upset so long, when you've been bitter and resentful for so long, when you've been grumpy and angry for so long, when you've been dissatisfied and disappointed and discouraged so long, when you've been depressed so long, when you've been in that thing so long, listen, it's hard, that's why I say practice practice, sing beyond, say Jesus I got what you taught, Jesus I see how you live, now I want to practice, I'm gonna practice sing beyond my circumstance and sing in to the promised blessing in my future practice and then the D is just do it again do it again, I really believe this is one of the great separators this is one of the great separators this, this, is, this is one of the things that will separate people who really live the abundant life, and people who just kind of wait until eternal life? I want you to bow your head. You know, early in this message, we 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 kind of took a, a side note and, and I just said, "Hey, I, I don't I don't want it to be confusing. I don't want to get." anybody to get twisted, we're not talking about earning something in terms of earning heaven, of, of earning uh, uh, a relationship with God, no, 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 that's not what we're talking about that, that comes by grace and through faith and, and, and maybe today you say Philip, I really need a relationship with God maybe you've never really given your life to God or, or maybe maybe you, maybe you have maybe you were 11 years old but man, it's been a long time. It's been a long, long time. And you have been living life, not your, not God's way, but you've been living life your way. And today you say, Philip, I, I need to re-engage God in my life. I need to re-engage God. Maybe this is the first time or, or maybe it's been a long time, but you're ready to take that step, to re-engage God in, in, a, new, uh, in a new way. Listen, I'm not gonna ask you to step out in an aisle. I'm not gonna ask you to come down front, but I am going to ask you to to respond in just a moment by lifting up your hand because I wanna give you the opportunity to lift your hand towards God and say, God, I need what you're offering me right now. God, I need that grace. I need that forgiveness. I need that relationship. I need that strength. I, I need you in my life. If that's you today, you say, Philip, I need to engage God for maybe the very first time or maybe the first time in a long time. Say, that's, that's me today. Come on, right there where you are, I want you to lift up your hand right now. Just lift it up, just lift it up, lift it up. <sighs> thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, awesome. You can put your hands down. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Now, how many of you today would say, Philip, I, I wanna see beyond my current situation so that I can step into the blessing in my future? I wanna see beyond my pain. I wanna see beyond my disappointment. I wanna see beyond my heartache, my heartbreak. I wanna see beyond it. And I want to move into the blessing that God has promised me in my future. You say, I know if I'm gonna step in that blessing, then I I've got to begin to live God's way. I've got to have righteous living. I've got to begin to live rightly, not, not, not perfect. Nobody in this room would qualify for that, but I'm gonna begin to move towards God with all of my heart, with all of my strength, with all of my mind, with everything that's in me. I'm gonna do my very best to follow the ways of God. You say, Philip, that's me today. Ha, I, I want to live righteously. I want to live the way that Jesus taught and I want to live the way that Jesus modeled. And if I'm going to do that, I'm gonna to have to see beyond to see the blessing. I'm gonna to have to see beyond to see the blessing. And you say, that's what I want for my life. Come on, if that's you right now, just lift up your hands. Say, that's me, that's me. I, I want that. I wanna I want live righteously. I want the blessing that comes with that. I want the promised blessing that comes with living rightly with living righteously come on with that hand lifted right now all over this place repeat this prayer after me say dear heavenly father I know that I need you I need your love and your grace I need your power and forgiveness I believe you are who you say you are and you can do what you say you can do I am ready to live righteously help me to see beyond so that I can see the blessing that you promised me for my future. Father, I thank you today for each and every person that lifted up their hand. I thank you for every person that prayed that prayer. God, I thank you for all of those who are engaging you for the first time or those who are re-engaging you for the first time in maybe a matter of months or years. God, I'm thankful for every person that said, I wanna live righteously. I wanna see beyond so that I can see the blessing. God, I thank you that you are going to use this principle. You're gonna use this way of life to to propel us, to push us into the blessed life that you have available for each and every one of us. Help us to live righteously, to live according to your way that we might see everything that you have for us in our future. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray today. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.